Greetings, Earth Creatures. My name is Antone Wilson, and I'm your host of Win Daily. This is episode 20, and that means that I've done 19 other episodes. It has been a process on me to decide who I'm talking to, what I'm going to talk about, put a production together, and really try to capture people's attention and sharing my story and story and some of the things that I know about life. If you know me, you're probably a teammate, you probably grew up with me, went to school with me, whether it started in East Boston from Natick to Framingham to my journey going to four different colleges, whether it be Dean, Salisbury, Concordia, I had one more stop in the midst of this road. Where else did I go? Oh, in Worcester State, my goodness, where I got my degree from. That was a brief stint. That's where I really learned how to grow up and be a human. But if you know me from that past, then keep following me on this journey. You will always know me as Antone. And if you've crossed my path, uh, whether it be on the road or I met you at a club or in a bathroom or I met you in the mountains somewhere and you know we exchanged Instagrams and you still follow me, Come one, come all. Um, you know, I've met some unbelievable people. And in the last two or three years, a lot of people know me as Coach Wilson. And I've almost introed myself in my last 19 episodes as Coach Wilson, but I haven't really latched on with some sort of subject matter. Am I talking about business? Am I talking about sports? Am I talking about politics? I'm a coach, but where exactly is this going? And so if you don't know me, you know, where my origin sort of start is as a sports performance coach, I guess you could say the term personal trainer, and then that kind of transition into upper level management with in the fitness industry. Um, I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist, which is known to be the gold standard in the industry, take education very serious, and I'm in the process of attaining another certification, the TSAC, so that I can train special operators. Also a football coach. Football was my first love and a passion. Did that for nine years uh, at the high school and collegiate levels and was fortunate enough in that time to also be a football trainer and work with NFL players and pro athletes as well. So there's not a level of football players that I have not worked with. A hat that I wear, you know, dear to my heart is a mentor, mentor and a teacher. Number of entrepreneurs that I work with uh, really help develop keeping them level-headed, understanding how to manage their fit- physical fitness and the rigors of life, along with my interns and really just helping them understand how to professionally develop and maximize their performance. Number of other football players and artists that I've played a critical role in helping them develop. And so mentor is a hat that I always wear. And then now I am the owner of Hyper speed hyperspeed performance and so a little bit about hyperspeed performance is that we believe that physical and the physical and mental strength of people stabilize society and creating a better country where people have the greater aptitude to govern themselves and take control of their communities so with that being our fundamental belief our mission is to help individuals take control of their minds and their bodies to maximize performance and sustain a high quality of life And how we do that is with our holistic wellness ecosystem where we use data and technology to support healthy behavior and not only the workplace, but the overall health of the individual. And so very loaded stuff. But now where I'm going with this podcast is really talking about high performance. And when I say high performance, it's really the state of 
your mind, body, and spirit and putting you in position to think about whatever it is that you do in your day-to-day life, doing it at a high level. And so as I have really taken this company very serious and really governing all aspects of my life, I had to create a program where I had to put my physical fitness first and foremost and begin training like a pro athlete again. And in the midst of this journey, which I'm only on month three right now, I'm telling that story through my machine docu-series. And um, I am just training rigorously. I ha- I'm using all different technologies like the Able software. Able is also my employer and I am the president of the U.S. market. And so that is a software based out of Norway. And it started off for coaches, but what we're seeing is that it's turning into a digital infrastructure to also help physical therapists and orthopedic doctors really uh, manage a client, their processes. So every health professional professional can analyze where their client is at and it can really provide better processes and be able to control the outcome based on past experiences. So really taking this technology and this tool for coaches and adding more value to the end consumer and really just living a healthy lifestyle. And so in utilizing this software, uh, myself first as an actual client and then providing it for other clients and then selling it to coaches, this platform has become a staple in my life. And so that is what holds my machine program, which is my exercise regimen every single day. It's not too intensive. I'm not throwing around a whole bunch of weight. I'm not going crazy trying to bench, clean, and squat. But what it's doing is giving me routine. It's giving me routine, and it's giving me progressions. And what I've learned is that in order to be successful in life, you need to have a system. A system is almost like a structure or sort of like daily procedures that you do that lead you to your goal and the overall objective of the company. And so I'm really just obsessed with teams and maximizing performance. And you know why highly successful teams get to that point where they really just dominate. And so you see that not only in the sports world, but you see that in businesses. And then another thing that I'm enamored with is special operations like Navy SEALs, Air Air Force Pararescuemen, Green Berets. What they do, the training that they endure, really stressing not only the body but the mind, being able to handle high levels of stress. And so in marrying the software of these are the exercises that you're doing. These are the foods that you're eating. This is how hard I worked with this activity. This is how many calories I consumed. And then wearing hardware, whether it be the Athos bodysuit, or it is the Aura Ring, or the Apple Watch, or the Fitbit heart rate monitor that you wear around your chest. Being able to extract key data points to really see how hard I'm actually working, and then how my body is recovering. And so when we talk about high levels of stress, stress and wanting to be at your absolute best because the stakes of your job or your or your life demands a lot out of you. Well, how do you maintain and sustain that? And so there's a couple of different groups that I have grown fascinated by. And while their roles may be entirely different, the high levels of stress, brain power, energy uh, that is demanded of them physically, spiritually, and mentally and emotionally is insurmountable. And it's very different to, you know, a desk job or, you know, just a traditional nine to five. And the people that kind of deal with these high levels of stress and having to be at their best are entrepreneurs, 
and predominantly in the tech space because it's highly competitive. Doctors, of course, because lives are in their hand and you might do anywhere between four to eight surgeries a day. Now, again, very, very small margin for error. I don't have them on the list, but as I'm thinking about this, a pilot, um, you know, they probably aren't paid, you know, they're not like millionaires per se. But again, every time, you know, that flight takes off into the air, they're responsible for lives. That guy can't have a bad night's sleep. He can't sort of mail it in. You know, guys in the NBA, they have bad games all the time, and that's okay. But like if a pilot has a bad game, a bad day, <laughs> whoa, that's scary. Um, so again, the stakes are very high in executives. Um, executives like CEOs, COOs, CFOs. And, you know, it's one thing, you know, holding, you know, um, you know, an officer role within an organization. But you have shareholders that you have to answer to. And then you have to make sure that the product is, you know, up to par and then make sure that people are consuming that product so you can stay afloat. So, you know, executives is a little more focused from the entrepreneur, but you have different people that you have to answer to. And so, again, just a highly stressful environment. Then I have another tier of people who I think desire these sort of systems and want to live life, you know, to their full potential and where I find that these high performance systems can really benefit them. And these are some of the people that I'm already working with now and where a lot of my focus has been. I want to dive into the market that I just mentioned and working with those people and just seeing how they operate. But I know how this group operates and that's athletes creatives and artists um, starting with athletes from a very young age it's commitment to the craft the weight training sessions being disciplined knowing what to put in your body and then maintaining that it's one thing trying to get there it's another thing staying there especially as the talent level kind of uh, weighs out and it's just like everybody's equally talented who's doing the little things to stay here uh, being an artist um, you know, for years, large corporations have been expo exploiting artists. And that's off the simple fact that if you're a highly creative person, you're not thinking about ways to make money, market yourself, you just want to share your art with the world. Now, again, if you don't know how to make money with your talent, someone else is going to find a way to make money for you. And so highly emotional people who are creative and have to endure a lot of pain to get into that creative space, they very much need guidance. And so when you take an artist that has an athlete mentality, I think some scary things can happen. And I think that the um, the potential for success is, you know, through the roof. Just the commitment to the craft, I think, is so vital, um, which, you know, athletes and artists share. And I say creative almost like someone who focuses in marketing or writing ads or um, creating, you know, paintings and, you know, pieces of art that could be utilized for uh, marketing purposes. You know, people who can just build and create things from all different lanes, they might not have a title per se, but a creative most certainly knows that they are a creative. Um, lastly, when I think about high performance and people that can benefit from it, I think just young people. I think there's a lot of young people that, you know, they don't really care about what's going on in the world um, between sports and politics. And they see that there's a lot of opportunities to make money and the internet is a pretty cool thing and it won't discriminate against anybody. And so it's never been easier to be successful. And so if you're a young person, you learn the discipline and, you know, you read the right books, you learn about entrepreneurship. And then you start developing confidence through your physical fitness, 
you make a little bit of money, know what to do with your money. Now you can find yourself way ahead of the game before you get to the age of 20. And I know some really, really sharp um, teenagers. And it's really exciting to see. I think there's nothing more exciting than the young entrepreneur. And so when I think about all the different lanes of, you know, high performers or the people who could benefit from some of the things we're doing at hyperspeed, those are immediately some of the groups that come to mind. And there are probably some that I don't know. And that also doesn't mean that people who are just parents that, you know, work regular jobs couldn't benefit with finding a way uh, or a system in which they know what they're eating every day. They know when they're eating, what time they're going to sleep, what their stress levels are, and when to dial it back. High performance holds near and dear to my heart. So when I think about high performance, it's one thing to get to what we call like your peak, and that's attaining what you believe to be your personal best. I find it another thing to sustain that. And so what I find is that a lot of high achievers, um, you know, tend to be, tend to operate on ends of the spectrum. They're extremists. Um, So it's like they go all in, or they have these like sort of like exotic diets like i only drink smoothies or they just do odd things to me like i gotta run three miles every day and routines but really when what i've learned in studying high performance is putting these sort of unrealistic expectations on committing to a task or a series of tasks which almost turn into rituals daily can put you in a hole. And so what we wanna think about is our ideal peak state. It's an acronym, just IPS. And what it is is just remaining balanced. Get finding what that what that level is that you know you can reach and stay at. So if you have two or three bad days, you can have one good day and return back to neutral. But it can be really problematic if you're incredibly disciplined. Let's say like you're a vegan and you're out, you're really, really hungry, and you have to have a McDonald's cheeseburger, well, now are you going to be, like, shamed? Are you going to feel bad about yourself for, you know, making one food decision? And is it contrary to your beliefs? But now you're in a survival state. How do you go about these things? And these are problems that people face, um, you know, or just like routine where, like, I have to wear my lucky um, my lucky bracelet before every game and then you're in a playoff game and that bracelet breaks. Well, now what? Because you've already thought you've already taught yourself that like you need this in order to succeed and so be very careful what you feed the mind in regards to what leads to your success i think we want to get to a point where we know the things that will help get us to that state and then be able to operate under pressure and so i talked about before dealing with pressure within the nature of our systems it's even best to sort of simulate when shit hits the fan and things go wrong. And so the more pr- the more stress that you can put yourself under through your training or you know sort of bending your routine while you're trying to develop routine, the better you're going to be suited to uh, not only maintain but sustain that routine over an extended period of time. And what we want is consistency but not just doing it for the sake of doing it. What I've learned in my personal journey is that quality will always trump quantity, but we're trying to break habits. And so I can't just say, I want to sleep eight hours a day and I want to eat good food. I'm going to cook all of my meals and I'm going to exercise five times a week and just do it and you know not really cook my food all the way 
or, um, you know, only eat once or twice because I was lazy to cook or work out but have a shitty workout or like work out at a bad time when I'm tired but still say that I got the workout in. It's like, okay, I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it, but am I really extracting everything I can out of this? And so that's where we have to start being honest with ourselves as we're trying to reach these new levels and saying, this is a level in which I know that I can maintain over an extended period of time and that's what I call the sweet spot. Now, again, this is a lot of commitment. And so what I've learned in, you know, really transitioning from, you know, being Antone Wilson, the person that, you know, went to Natick High School, graduated from Worcester State, was a football coach for so long, was realizing that I had really big goals and I had to demand more of myself. And the difficult thing about that is that, this lifestyle is not for everyone. And so in making podcasts in the past and creating content, um, you know, to people, I might just sound like a maniac or like, why am I so obsessed with training and exercise and routine and data and systems? Um, and that's okay because I think what, what we learn as we get to through our adult lives is like, you have to settle into who you are, what you stand for, and what you want to become. And so people are going to go through diverging paths and accepting what other people's paths are, but staying true to what yours is. And so if I've made the commitment that I'm going to live a lifestyle committed to high performance, and I'm going to now transition how I'm going to go about it, I now have to make sure that I'm speaking to the right people who deal with the similar stakes that desire the same things. So now that I can build a movement and help the people that could really benefit from these systems. So I've made these transitions and I've been able to sort of break through from my past so that I can make proper use of my time so that I can lay out this is where I want to go and map out a plan as to how I'm going to get there. And so when we talk about uh, how we're going to get there in maintaining this sort of peak state, the first thing that comes to mind is that this is a lifestyle. And this is a lifestyle in which it's about continuing education and it's about knowing what your personal best is. And so no two people's workout plans will ever be the same. I think within fitness, we find that there's a lot of jargon out there. And what that jargon is, is just like, train with me. You want to lose weight and not have to cut out carbs or lift three times a week and look like me. And it's become so vanity driven based on the trainer. And yes, we all want a coach. And I think to some degree, everybody needs a coach. And you want that coach to be a leader and someone you look up to. But you don't want to buy the service of the coach to look like the coach per se. You want to be you. You want to think about what your goals are. And you want to trust the fact that that coach is going to guide you into getting there. Now, we talk about physical fitness, yes, that's the first thing that you can change about yourself. But when we talk about this lifestyle, understand that the physical fitness is immediately going to impact your mental state. And it's going to impact your mental state because there's going to be clarity, you're going to be disciplined, and you're going to be able to be your personal best more frequently. And when you do that, what happens? You feel better about yourself. When you feel better about yourself, your relationships are better. And your relationships are better, and then you perform better in every single aspect of your life. And so what this creates to me, when you have a number of people following these systems and living this certain type of way, is 
you get a community. So you want to get into shape. Uh, I think the first thing we need to think about is like, what's the program I need to follow? And so if you get a coach and you have a framework of what your weaknesses are first and foremost through some sort of evaluation and letting them know some of the issues that plague you, some issues that you might have with sleeping. And if you're trying to lose weight, gain weight, build muscle, what is it you're trying to do and what your diet consists of? Now you can get a little bit of a roadmap with the exercises that you are following and what you're going to consume on a day-to-day basis. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to work really hard and you can ease yourself into it. And then I find the next part is to get a device, get some sort of hardware. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. I guess Amazon even makes a bracelet, which is like their version of Whoop. I'm not a big fan of Whoop because it's a bracelet. It's not a watch. It's sort of clunky. doesn't tell you the time, but you got to wear it every day to extract your metrics. I suggest something like the Aura Ring because I can wear it every day and I don't have to really fidget with it. I can look at my phone and it's going to give me all the readings of my biometrics that I need. But if I'm following a workout plan, I'm either logging my food or getting meals delivered to my house. And then I'm also getting wearing a device that's telling me how I'm performing on a day-to-day. I believe a framework's in place. And then you just figure out how you want to interpret that information or getting some guidance as to how to progress accordingly. Uh, What I find to be very powerful within this process of taking control of your life and starting with your physical fitness is the fact that you don't have to do it alone. Um, You can do it with your family. You can do it with your spouse. You can join a gym. And you'll even develop a relationship with the coach, if not with a team of coaches um, who have a number of other clients where you might be going through uh, the same process as someone else. So you might then meet people within a community that share the same journey as you. I think within high performance, especially people who are in unrelated industries or people who want to jump into the journey of high performance, is being a part of something. And this road, yes, is most certainly... um, it's you're isolated. It is very lonely. It requires a lot of commitment. And I think the people that decide to make those commitments in the earlier parts of their life reap the benefits long term as if they, as they have simply logged more hours. However, at the end of the day, when you're a part of a community, I think as you look to your left and your right and you see that everybody cares about their biometrics, everybody cares about how hard they push themselves in their workout. It's like, let's compare our resting heart rate. I think these are conversations that nobody has. But one thing I will tell you is that when you care about those things, that is a winning mindset. I think that the competition of winning is you versus you, but you have to know what it is that you are trying to achieve. And so what all high performers share is that they have really big goals. And as I mentioned, the tech entrepreneur, the doctor, the engineer, the pro athlete, in order to reach those levels of success, um, You're in the 1% of your respective field. And so if you do not have a high-performance mindset, you are not going to get there. Now, this high-performance mindset will not discriminate against anybody, and anybody can follow it. But at the end of the day, you have to know what you want. Because like Steve Jobs said, if you are not passionate about it, then you are ultimately going to quit. 
If the stakes are high, then you are going to live a life simulating those high stakes with your regiment in order to be at your best. But if you want a life of mediocrity, then you can do mediocre habits and your life will reflect just that. My name is Anton. I'm now known as Coach Wilson, and I'm just trying to help teach people what a winning formula is so that they can win each day. Thank <laughs> you.